Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I am your host Kirsty, and today I'm joined by my beautiful friend Mandy Slutska from Is This Real Life, the podcast. How hey, are you my love? I'm great. It's so nice to chat with you again. Oh, it's so good to have you back on. I'm really Look, I love picking your brain on all of these vapid bitches. <laughs> so many vapid bitches. We're surrounded by them. And, like, I can relate. So they're like my soul sisters. I love these women. I honestly, <laughs> I talk about them as if they are my friends all the time to the point where sometimes, like, I was on vacation the other week and my dad was like, Oh, I, I don't think I've met Luann yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, she's like a friend. Who is this countess you speak of? <laughs> he was just like, oh, I don't think You I've say met she her. went to jail? He's like, I don't think you're hanging around with these very savory characters. <laughs> it was this like conversation about how like Luann's head has gotten like too big. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, ever since she became a cabaret star. Like that. We were like talking about you know, a friend of mine who is really annoying or something. <laughs> that is, I, but I so know what you mean. Like I had, um, this is years ago now, but I had a spinal surgery. And so I was like bed bound for months. Um, and my mom would come home or like my family would come cause I was still living at home at the time. I was only like in my early twenties. And, um, my family would come home and like sit, come into my room and say, Hey, how you going? How are you feeling? And I'm like, I was watching, um, like the Hills and Laguna beach at the time. I'm like, Oh my God, you would not believe what these bitches have been up to and like, like give them Spidey. a whole rundown <laughs> on like Spidey. Yeah, like the whole like, I'm like, Heidi got her ass done and like Spencer's into crystals. And, like, give them the whole rundown and they just feel like, like they can't say anything because I'm high as a kite on like painkillers and I haven't moved all day. And they're just like, okay, sweetie, um, <laughs> cup, cup of tea. <laughs> I think they actually thought I'd lost my goddamn mind. Well, we all have. <laughs> oh, look, I, I mean, I'm not saying you, I haven't. I if haven't. you've not lost your mind in 2019, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> it, it honestly, wild year. I miss, like, blissful ignorance. I, I really miss it. I feel too woke, and I want to go back to sleep. Story of my life. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. Sometimes I wish I was my dog and had, like, oh. the level of knowledge she is. Because she's quite smart. She knows what's up. But, like, she has no idea she's Trump is my president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's enough. There's a song called by this um, Australian girl um, called Kate Miller Heideke called Ducks Don't Need Satellites. And it's all just about how you're just, like, bobbing around the water. Like, you don't even know what's going on up there. You don't need, like, your TV or your iPhone. I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to be a fucking duck. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> all right. So shall we start with um, that which was Beverly Hills and just get that shit show out of the way? Yes. Or um, get into Roni? Either. Maybe Beverly Hills. All right, Hills. Let's, let's do Beverly Hills. it's one of those, like – I can't believe I'm still watching, but I am I excited for the reunion. I, I know what you mean. Like, I I am the same. Like, I don't – I still kind of look forward to it, and I don't know why. I think because Roni kind of gives me anxiety. Like, I love it, and I'm always, like, on the edge of my seat. But 
Beverly Hills is like glossy and pretty. I feel like I'm watching a Disney like like musical like um cartoon or something. It's just so pretty and and way too perfect that it makes you uncomfortable, like Pleasant Village. But at the same time, it kind of like makes me feel at peace in the world. <laughs> Well, because, like maybe everything's okay. <laughs> I think it's because they have this unspoken and or spoken agreement between them on things that they will not bring up. And Camille, yeah. she broke that by talking yeah. at last week's episode about Dorit and PK's finances. But like finally, it. you but know. But finally, I mean, thank God for Camille. Thank God. I mean, words that have never been spoken, Ever. but true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely, I completely agree. I still feel like I don't really know what's going on there, um, but at least we're talking about it now. At least we're opening up. But I think you're right. Maybe we'll get into it at the reunion a little bit more, hopefully. Well, I don't know how much they can get into it because mm. PK is being sued. Yeah, okay. So is I, that I don't, Beverly Beach or is that something else? No, it's something else. So my um. understanding is that throughout PK's adult life, he has gotten loans from people, not banks necessarily. Oh, <laughs> but, like a loan shark. Yeah, he's gotten loans from friends or whoever, to, and he's made a ton of money, and then he loses all his money, and then he makes all his money again, and then he loses all his money. I think it's a pattern, and it yes. sounds like something happened also with a casino where he didn't pay oh. back. So I think... Oh, you he, can't be doing that. They're going to kneecap you. He lives beyond his means, even like in all times. He's still as if right. he's at the top. And I don't necessarily think it's Dorit's fault. It's not her that's doing this, but she is married to him. It might so. be like a Teresa situation where she just assumes they have that infinite amount of money all the time because it goes up and down. He might he probably just doesn't communicate that with her. It could and be. You kind of it could be. And you kind of saw it, like, it, I think a lot of it might be his fault. Like, you saw it this most recent episode where he's saying, like, um, you know, it's my job to buy you. I wish you had more clothes. I wish you had more handbags. Like, he's probably splashing out, like, just on ridiculous shit all the time. And I think he declared bankruptcy in the UK, which right. has a different legal standing than in the U.S., and he's being sued in the U.S. So okay. it's like a really complex. I've I've done some digging into this. He's a complex yeah, I can character. See. No, I I think he's a grifter. He takes money from others and he doesn't repay them back. Even if you know if he's mm. doing well, maybe he does, but. It hasn't always gone well. And he's like, well, that bankruptcy has no bearing on my life today, on our life today. Well, I right. think it actually does. <laughs> yeah, it's like me with my um, <laughs> with my uni fees. I'm like, I'm just going to ignore this and hope that eventually it goes away. It's yeah. not going away. I'm like <laughs> thousands of dollars in debt probably for the rest of my life. But I'm like, you know what? Back to the whole ignorance is bliss. I'm like, I'm just going to put that into the side of my brain where all the darkness lies and put the lid on it. <laughs> I'm just glad that Camille said something, though, because 
there's a lot of interesting things that speak to me that make it seem that Dorit doesn't have as much money as she lets on. For one, Mm -hmm. a couple things in this episode, they talked about her selling her house, but I don't know if she owns it or not. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, does that mean their house or is this a separate house? No, I think this is the house that they live in, but I don't right. know if they own it and have a mortgage on it. I have no idea. Oh, okay. And yeah. then when Denise asked Dorit, you know, where do, where are you thinking of moving? She immediately switched topics. Mm. And then later she was asked, now I'm trying to remember if she was asked – Maybe it was in a preview. I don't know. But she mentioned, oh, maybe moving closer to Kyle. Oh, that was at the end of the episode. Where are you thinking of moving? Oh, closer to Kyle. Well, Kyle lives in the valley. And while Kyle's house is amazing, it is less expensive in that area. Right. So lots of thoughts on them acting as if they have more money than they really do. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I I think they're certainly struggling along. um, And... You know, even just even if we just look at the things that we know, like Beverly Beach owes, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, PK is like millions do- millions of dollars in debt to people. Like these are the little facts that we've learned along the way, and it's probably I'm sure there are many more skeletons in the closet. So, I mean, that's that alone kind of puts them at risk. And not just their closet. I mean, Mauricio is in a thirty-two million dollar lawsuit. I mean, how is that even possible, $32 million? How is there even $32 million in the world? I write? (laughs) It's some house and it was bought by, like, the Prince of Guinea, I think. Wait, so this is a house? That he sold this house and through his work with the agency, and I think he did something unethical, and I can't remember what it was, where he, like... Mauricio, not but he claims that it, it he followed all the rules and somebody else claims he did not. So Okay. There's that. And then also Tom Girardi is being sued for owing money. For his I mean, law I think firm. once you become like super, super rich, you're just gonna be getting sued left, right, and center for bullshit all the time. Right. No, I, I don't know. Um, but the other day Mauricio's lawyer they tried to have the lawsuit thrown out on the fact that there like wasn't really a claim and the judge denied that oh so okay not saying he's guilty 32 million dollars how does one like how could you ever pay that back you can't (laughs) well I think it's the agency that would get sued right because I don't know if he has that personal I mean, no, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. I I know people are billionaires, but I can't wrap my head around. (laughs) I think also people like come up with higher amounts in a lawsuit so that they get something less than that. Oh my God. It's nuts. Anyway, Beverly Hills was still a snooze fest, except for Camille yelling at everyone. (laughs) Honestly, like, even though it was, look, it should have, this is, you know, it wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't really a finale. And I mean, like that whole scene, (laughs) the Lisa Vanderpump of it all, where they just go to her house and watch her like drink a cup of tea morbidly looking over her infinity pool. I was like, what am I even fucking watching? (laughs) It's her housewife's fucking strange. Yes, honestly, Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) R.I.P. 
you know what? Good riddance to her. I mean, yeah. the show needs something else. And I know it needs that a shake up. it needs a huge shakeup. I mean, I'd say there's a lot of people that we could do without. And Ooh, we need Teddy, to bye. Bye, Teddy. Although, I don't know if she'll get thrown out because she's so close with Kyle. No, yeah, she's here to stay now that she's had that connection. But she's just so Yawnsville to me. There's nothing interesting about her. I do think Dorit is fascinating and has to stay. Well, we need to get to the bottom of this this story. Um, yeah, she adds she adds something. Like if we didn't have her, like I don't know, killing this dog in a basement, we wouldn't have a <laughs> we wouldn't have had a story for the whole season. Right. And, and I like... now we're finding out about her life in poverty. So, um, like she's the only reason we've had something to talk about, basically. So she needs to stick around for a minute. But I think Erica is going to go, maybe be a friend of. I think it'd be a mutual decision. She doesn't yeah. seem to want to show any more of her life. and she's, she's checked out. She's checked out. And Rinna, I think, is awesome. But we need more people for Rinna to, like, get in the muck with. Yes, that's so true. I love Rinna. And she is happy. Like, she wants to get down and dirty. But you're right. No one's kind of letting her scrape the surface and like get in there and roll in the mud and yeah you're right erica has just completely shut down she's she's i like her she was my favorite for so long i thought she was fucking fabulous but you're right she's like she's called it like where she wants to keep her guard up and um, where it's almost like we're trying to push that wall down and she's just like the more we push the more the more guarded she becomes it's just not going to happen Totally. Now, my personal favorite is Denise Richards. I think it's oh, everyone's queen. favorite. Well, especially because she got queens. angry. I love seeing yes. her angry. That was so fun, her yelling at yeah. Camille. See, she is like, she is cool, calm, and collected until it's justified. And that's the thing about her is that she's not just like all these other ladies where they'll just scream and shout and jump and no, like wait, like like if, like Teresa, for example, if you go into New Jersey and like Teresa's screaming at you, that's the norm. It's when she's quiet that you have to be fucking terrified. But these girls, like you know, they're they're so dramatic all the time. But Denise is like cool, calm, and collected. So when she gives you a stern word, it's like, oh fuck! Like it's like I'm in trouble. I'm in real trouble. Right. And I don't understand. I mean, it's interesting. She seems to really empathize with the other women who've gone through situations where they've been dragged in the press or had Mm. a difficult spouse because she went through that. And she went through that like a hundred times what Camille had, you know? That's what she's like. International sensation. So like, I can handle this. Right. And she's saying with regards to talking about, you know, Dorit and finances, like that's too low. Like she's already Mm -hmm. being dragged in the press about it. Friends don't do that. You, you don't do that. You don't do that on camera. And she, she calls it out. She's like, you fucked up. And you know, Camille's like, I didn't fuck up. I just, you know, it's a low blow. She goes, yeah, that's That's fucking fucking up. up. Yeah. So she'll just call her. And I, I fucking love that. And she'll, you know, she will be on, it doesn't, she, she, she says, it's just like my best friend. Like, I'm terrified of her, but I love her to death. And she'll just, she will call it. She will say the truth to you. 
but it will always be out of kindness. It's like, you know, you don't go to her if you want to, if you're like wearing an outfit that you know you shouldn't be wearing and you don't want her to tell you because she'll be like, get in the closet, get changed right now. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's um, the kind of thing where it's like, this is for your own good. <laughs> right. Oh, you could probably and hear my dog. And she's not mean about it. Oh, that's yes. fine. But she's not like saying, she's not she's mean. Not like no, saying you're she's, a bad person. No, she's, she's just saying, calm, don't do this. cool, collected, and says what needs to be said. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I just love her. Loved I her love her outfit. She normally doesn't like to wear a lot yes. of makeup or get dressed up, but she was totally glammed up for the agency party. You know, that I coat, wonder. I loved her. How many times the agency has to be mentioned? Because and it feels like it's, it's a contractual obligation. It has to be. It has it's to be written ridiculous. into Kyle's contract. I'm sure. Well, then you'll have that thirty-two million in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Those agency At least the water bottles. <laughs> I mean, the the weird, the futuristic ladies with the. You know, Saturn type ring. Yeah. You know, that was what so are odd. You? I'm a table. <laughs> I'm a table. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not holding, like, you don't even have a butter wine glass, girl. Go rotate your little Saturn ring somewhere toward the bar and, and restock. <laughs> I can't help but feel, though, about Beverly Hills that these women don't fully let us in. They argue yeah. about things like, you know, you snubbed my daughter at the airport, whereas in New York, it's like you asked my dead ex-boyfriend for six million dollars during the middle of a manic episode in which you were so running true. through a field in a, you know, like <laughs> it's like what is what so are, they're holding back so much on Beverly Hills. Right? Do you think they're like are they are they holding back or are they scraping at fucking straws like grasping at straws? I don't think they have anything. Oh, or maybe it's do. a bit of both. Maybe what they, they do, do have is mm-hmm. they do. Do you have like inside scoop where you can no, just sense it's just it? Like, well, there's always been rumors of Mauricio's infidelity, and I feel like it has yeah. to be some sort of like they're okay with it because they do seem happy. You know, they seem like, do they, so happy. Right? Like, that's, do they, that's why, like, I no don't want to believe it, but I think you're happy. right. Like, I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah. I don't know what else. I just think, I mean, it also is odd that Harry Hamlin keeps going camping alone. But it also could <laughs> be that he's like, listen, Housewives is your thing. And yeah. when we do real family time, we won't be on camera. Yeah, I, you know. I think I, I think, think they're, they're happy. I don't know. I like I love something's uh, weird with Harry. Erica and Tom Girardi. Like, well, just... he's he's. Uh, I mean, I feel like she plays like a uh, like Weekend and Bernie's kind of situation right. with him. Like he is, like he's a stuffed animal at this point. Like so she must Ken. be bored out of her fucking. It's not hot anymore. When you're 20 and you're dating like a you know an older man yeah. that has money and has power and is you know sexy. Cool. Yes, that's great. But now he's just a withered old grandpa and she's like young and hot and you know like freaking superstar. And, and I mean it can't it can't be fun. And I want to know more about Teddy like 
growing up with that father, having Meg Ryan be her future stepmom. Like, let's see yeah. them. You know, she mentioned she had a similar childhood to Kyle. Kyle had a wild childhood. Her mm. mom was wildly inappropriate, brought her in situations that a child should never be in. At one point, she brought her kids to Studio 54. <laughs> For real, as an 11-year-old. That's shit. Right? And so she saw a lot, and I think... That's why she wants to have more like of a home and structure yeah. for her daughters, sometimes over mothers them. Now with Teddy, with her whole accountability and needing to be in control all the time, I think mm. her childhood was wildly out of control. That is such a good point. Teddy's anxiety gives me so much anxiety. It's like I, I just I I I and I think like it reminds me of myself when I was uh, younger, like my, I was trying to control like every aspect of my life and I was so highly strong. And then my entire life, like completely fell apart around me, you know, stuff I couldn't control like people passing away or whatever. And I was like, huh, I can't control anything. So nothing I do matters. And now I'm just, now I feel like I'm more on the path to a Denise Richard. I'm just like, you know what? Like I'll only react if I can, if it's going to help the situation, you know? And I just think like she needs her whole life to crash and burn around her so she can just let go. And I really like, I, I, that's like not, I'm not meaning that in a cruel way. I think it would be a blessing for her. I think it would be too. Or yeah, something, she needs something to take the edge off. Because yeah. exercise is not it. <laughs> no, no. She, she needs, needs maybe something. she just needs to start smoking a bowl or something. Totally. Like she's just like she just needs a, to chill. But she's that like person that would be so annoying when she was stoned that she would get paranoid and oh, ruin your God. high. <laughs> now yeah, you're right. She'd I be look, like, Oh my I god, did say... anyone else see that? Did you hear that? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. What are the police? Did do that? The police. And you're like, come on, we're just like <laughs> You know, watching yeah, a movie. Yeah, she would have, like, like a bad trip down. or something. Yes. It'd be stuck there for the rest of her life, like, rocking back and forth in a corner. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'll, all I can say is I'm not inviting her to any of my parties. But you're right. Like, <laughs> but Kyle you're right. has I mean, that anxiety, if she too. Has... But Sorry, she, go on. Kyle has a lot of anxiety, too. Yeah, she yeah. She talked about it at the beginning of the season. She said it got wildly out of control and that she went on medication for it, which is really smart. And yeah. you can see her doing better throughout the season as well. And the six months later, she seems so much better than the beginning yeah. of the season. And so, you know, I think she relates to Teddy's anxiety because she has her own, like, terribly difficult anxiety as well yeah yeah absolutely and yeah I I mean I completely agree with you and I think that that's yeah that's why a big reason why she's sort of taken her under her wing but you're right I I always forget that um Teddy grew up in this really fascinating situation and we just I feel like I don't know any of that backstory like that is where that's why they hired her I'm sure that's where the interest lies the intrigue lies share with us Teddy yeah maybe she just needs to be more comfortable what is this it's only her second season right right but I want her to be yeah I want her to be intensely I want her to come to play 
Yeah. Well, this it took Tinsley a little while. This exactly. season, Tinsley is about ringing it. I'm obsessed with Tinsley now. I love her. I'm obsessed. She's so cute. <laughs> I love her. Everything about her is so funny, too. I think she's really honest and open. Me too. And I, I really I, do. I, at the start, I, I really thought that she was, um, I don't know, she was grating on me so much. I thought she was really fake. And now I'm like, no, this is just, this is who she is. This is her personality. <laughs> this, that's and, actually her personality. Mm-hmm. And, and you I see love her mother. Her. So you probably haven't seen this yes. yet because I think it just was last night in the U.S. Okay. But she uh, was on Watch What Happens Live. And right. her mom was also was the bartender, and someone <laughs> called in. Yes, this is so fantastic. So, her mom, like they made her mom the bartender, but Andy went and talked to her mom a lot throughout the interview, and yeah. it was her mom is hilarious. And she was asked by a caller, you know, are you dating Billy Bush? There have been, and you know, Billy Bush was the. Um, guy who was on the access hollywood uh tape with donald trump that came oh, out oh yeah okay okay uh, yeah yep, october yep. 2016 and him and his wife have divorced following that tape yeah. um, oh okay yes and he's in his 40s right and he's yeah semi-attractive guy and tinsley was spotted at a bowling alley with him and they were like canoodling so andy's asking about she's like now we're like friends like I've known him you know and then Dale goes well I've never met him but I know she went on two dates with him <laughs> and it was oh like, my god ma'am yeah exactly and that's what she said <laughs> oh he's cute I just googled him yeah yeah he looks really like a good guy for a tinsley to be together I feel like you know, he he wasn't too bad on that tape, was and he? He, he kind of went along with it because he was awkward, right? Was, like, I think so. And he apologized like profusely and wrote this like long essay about the okay, impact great. it had on his relationship with his daughter and how like listening to it with an adult or an older daughter felt different too. And you know, just how yeah. he where he failed. He was very See, that's honest. That's the difference between a regular human being, people make mistakes, and Trump, where he's like. Like, just deny, deny, deny. I'm like, well, we, we literally have, um, like, the audio of you doing it. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> and like, this it. is probably going to get me some hate. And I don't think they're anything alike. But LVP has some similar qualities. <laughs> Wait, to Trump? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she can no, do no I, wrong. I, I, She's never what? incorrect. I know what you're saying. She, I can see that. Everyone else is crazy for not believing her. People are like, we have proof that yeah, you yeah, did yeah. this. And that not just this, but many other things in the past. Right? right. With the you're tabloids so, yeah. and Mauricio. And yeah, it was Brandy who said it. And Brandy's not the most... You know, Brandy's the crazy one. Right, she's yeah, the crazy totally. one. She paints other people as nuts and makes you question your own version of the truth. See, I am I relate to Brandy in that because I really because I'm so freaking batshit and I have like all of the mental illnesses and look, I'm just kind of volatile anyway. If I accuse someone of something, they could literally turn around and be like, yeah, but you crazy. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> but I also, you know, saw you do X, Y, Z. And it's like, 
well, but did you? And then I'm questioning myself. I'm like, I don't know. Was it just like a fever dream? I'm so easily, I so easily backtrack on myself. My friend says I like gaslight myself all the time because <laughs> I, I'm so used to being the crazy one. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I'm crazy. I don't know. And you're told, <laughs> so right? Like if you get yes. diagnosed with something, it makes you question. You're like, well, when other people have this, it means they're really, really it, sick, right? You know? Totally, yeah. And it's like, no, actually, like <laughs> plenty of people function in society with all the various diagnoses in the DSM-5. Look, I don't, I don't know that I would, I wouldn't claim that I function, but I'm definitely in <laughs> society. You're like, but I'm here. I'm here. I am here. So I don't I know. Saying... LVP, I used to like, and I do mm. like appreciate, she has the, what is it called when the, um, aspirational living down to a T. Like I yes. love her home. Yes. I love her closet I love all the cool things she does I think it's amazing what she's been doing for animals and totally all of that stuff is fantastic but she cannot hold a relationship with another woman yeah she can't keep a friendship and the only reason her relationship works with Ken is because he he backs her 110% blindly he's an obedient servant he knows he knows what's going on yeah totally I mean, he, like, the way he, you know, when they replayed the goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> you do re- it so I had, well. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't realize how deep and strong it was until they replayed it. I'm like, have they, like, manipulated that, you know, so it's deeper? No. I was, com- I was re-terrified hearing it again. I was like, oh, my God. Like, no wonder they haven't spoken since. Fuck that. Yeah. But he will just, he doesn't give a shit what the truth is. That's his wife and he will stand by her. I mean, like, that's the kind of man I want. But still, like, no wonder she believes her own lies. Because the man of, like, her, the love of her life is is telling her they're okay. It's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. She, I don't trust anyone that can't acknowledge when they've made a mistake because everyone makes mistakes. And yeah. I also don't trust anyone that can't hold on to friendships. At least yeah. one. At least have one person who is your ride or die. And it can't yeah. be your spouse. It has to be a separate friend. Yeah. I mean, we've seen similar to Bethany, but Bethany more pushes people away, I think, out of fear. And also she's just yes. a very intense human. But, but, like, you know, like Lisa, Lisa, um, is is the one breaking these friendships with her like they just get sick of covering up her lies and yes. it, you know we've seen it so many times now these really really deep intense friendships that appear to be real and now that we've seen it happen so many times it's like no these these are not these have never been real friendships even Kyle said you know I think I was deeper into this relationship than Lisa was yeah and that's so sad because they have been friends for what 15 years so many years and I also think whenever someone can just like throw away a friendship so quickly that like something's very wrong with them that they don't want to repair or you know it's just did it it probably didn't mean as much to her I don't think a lot of things mean that much to her and she doesn't seem to interact with other people as well which is why I think she focuses so much on animals and business yeah I think you're right maybe she's a sociopath (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> or just like, I mean, all these Diagnosing. women, all these women are narcissistic in some way. Some oh, are much more narcissistic than others. And some people like Bethany at least like understand how they're perceived. Yeah. You know, people like Luann don't. People like right. Lisa Vanderpump, I mean, everyone that she's ever had a positive relationship with in her life is like subservient to her. Mm, she has to control it all it's weird so creepy yeah that's why I think she comes across so well on Van Pump Rules as kind of this mother figure because she does she knows that she's above them in a way you know Mm -hmm. oh totally and she has power plays with them if they yes disobey her she could fire them so she wins no matter what because she controls their career you know she can control whether or not they're on the show and that controls their income and their fame and blah, blah. So, like she knows she's got that power and that influence and that's what happened on um beverly hills is that as soon as she lost that she wasn't interested in playing the game anymore yeah <sighs> she must be going like like that would fuck with your identity she must be going through it at the moment i think she really feeds off of these stands these online mm. stands they love her. They change their avatar to her. They, oh my you know, they go after Andy Cohen for every time they think he snubbed her when he doesn't at all because he never. Not our Lord and Savior. Right? Like, don't. <laughs> there would be no Lisa Vanderpump without Andy Cohen. So don't you ever forget exactly. it. Right? It's just she feeds off of the people who, like, worship her. Yeah. And there are plenty who do. Yeah. I see through it. Probably I was get one of them for, for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who cares? But I wasn't like, I wasn't one of these, you know, I wasn't like posting online or anything, but in my heart, I was standing her. <laughs> my, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I think oh, she's incredible. She like, lost she, me. There are things that you can like about her, but also acknowledge her faults. And one of them. That's what I love about all of the housewives. There are yeah. things that I like about almost all of them and or at least understand about all of them so I can be sort of forgiving. And there are so many things that you dislike. It's just, you know, that's what a real – that's why I like this show because it's just they're human, they're you know. Complex. It's not like you're watching a movie and there's a villain and then there's the good guy. Exactly. You know, it's – this is real. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's just finish on um, that – Final scene six months later that a lot of people online were saying this is just um, kind of the – they're hoping to like like the saving grace basically after um, the first few episodes have come out and they've seen the reaction to losing Lisa Vanderpump, you know, and that no one on the Bravo um, – uh, like, like the producers or anything, no one realised – that we wouldn't be on their side, that we would all take Lisa's side and the backlash has been so much more intense than they expected and that's why they filmed this really, really um, strange choreographed scene where everyone's just telling each other how beautiful they are. I mean, it made me feel really (laughs) uncomfortable, to be honest. It was the (laughs) fakest thing I've ever seen on Housewives. It really was. I, I mean, I, and that's uh, saying something, right? Like, we had that Dorinda and Sonia scene where they're promoting that freaking um, Rebel Wilson oh movie. Oh, my God, that, that was bad. And they're like, and this Anne Hathaway was, was great. I'm like, you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, just, and Anne Hathaway is the, the, the Ramona. <laughs> I, this just felt... Oh. Oh, hello. 
you know what? I don't think my dog likes Ramona. <laughs> you know what? He's not alone in that. Also, she. Hey, Stassi. My dog is Stassi. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Because she's what? A basic white bitch? Is that what she, you Exactly. She is a little white bitch, just like Stassi I love Schroeder. that. Uh, but she's adorable. So, oh, she's yeah. so cute. She is. But yes, so cute. The, I mean, look, if that scene was fake, this was even worse. And that's saying something. I don't think they're going to win over the people who are going to leave watching because of LVP. But I think, and I don't think those people will listen to any reason, which is that yeah, every I single agree. one of them have apologized and Lisa didn't. And the other part of it, which Lisa Rinna, I think, was really honest about, which is LVP and Camille, they keep bringing up their loss that they've mm. gone through in difficult times. And, you know, while we all feel for them, the issues that the, the behaviors they've been doing have been around long before they experienced loss. And also yeah. other people have experienced loss as well on the shows and are never cut any slack. And I think it's it, that's very, so true. it is different yeah. to lose a brother to an overdose versus lose your father who is already in his 80s or 90s. There is yes, a difference. Yeah. But both are painful, right? And, yeah. you know, I think LVP no, I should have taken this season saying. off. I do. But I, yeah, I agree. She should have taken this season off and had a breather. And look, I mean, ugh. Grief is, is, it's hard to get into because everyone handles grief differently. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, some like, like even Bethany, you know, she probably could have done with a, a season off as well, even though I was so glad that she was there. But like, right. you know, the, what you're saying is, is so true that it was for the ladies, this was their, their final straw. Like they, like it doesn't really they couldn't handle any more manipulation and lies and it didn't really matter what her situation was this was going to come out because they were just pushed too far right definitely oh my lordy well that was our beverly hills i mean hopefully the reunion is um i mean thing beverly hills is kind of yeah always the reunions are good because a lot of stuff comes out so yes. hopefully this season will be justified by what we learn at the reunion um we get some of these questions answered about Dorit's situation and i mean but lvp we know didn't come to the reunion i wonder if they'll do like a luan thing that they did last year where they have a private interview no, on i think no I think she is done she's just she, done she had no reason not to go to the reunion luan was in rehab that's true yeah Wow. I think that's so rude. I think that's really like, um, it's just unfair to Andy, like even to not pop into the reunion or at least to do some kind of interview. I mean, it's just really, this guy made your career. And I mean, she may just have, kind of shitting have in his offered face. to do that, but that's not what was in her contract. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm. let's get into some Roni, shall we? Roni. I mean, uh. I just, look, I live for reunions. I just love them. And look, I wasn't disappointed. How did you feel about it? I loved it. And it's just part one. We're just getting I know. started. We know that part two is usually a little bit of a dip, although it looks exciting. 
And then part three usually like slaps us in the face and sends us on our merry way. Um, I am, I, I just loved it. I was disappointed. They didn't do the, hi Luann. Hi Andy. Like the whole, they go around the circle and they, they say they all things. They did. Briefly. Did they? He did. But then like it already started. Like when he was talking to Luann, Bethany chimed in. So he oh, tried to finish right. it. He tried to. Yeah. All I remember, he brought up like, he kind of did it differently. He's like, well, Tinsley has a new line of lashes. Right. Sonia's wearing Sonia Morgan. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was um, like an infomercial. It was so weird. <laughs> they, and you know what? They barely showed them getting ready because I think they have so much footage to fit oh, into these so three that, that they couldn't do any more than showing Tinsley get more powder put on her brow. In case she starts to sweat. <laughs> so funny. So oh, funny. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I... I found, I don't know um, how you found Luann. I, she, for me, was doing this voice that was like, it was almost like she had been trained. Yes. Like, has, do you, did you feel like that? It, it felt wasn't rehearsed. her voice. It felt yes. like she doesn't know how. How to sound sympathetic. Yes. And so she's sorry. practiced. I think she That's really what I felt. did feel bad with Dorinda. But she's not ever used to apologizing, and it's hard for her. It's almost like she didn't realize how bad Dorinda felt until yeah. Dorinda was crying. Well, I don't think Luann, because I because uh, I think she is so intensely narcissistic, I don't think she can actually feel empathy. Like, an, I don't know that she can feel another person's... <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. That's like the meanest thing I've ever said. But I don't said. think it's she's so malicious. Genuinely... No, I just think she doesn't get it until she sees the person upset in front of her very eyes. So I think she can, even if she's, you know, she into, into, um, (laughs) intelligently knows, um, that somebody is upset with them. She cannot feel that she only feels her own reaction to it until that person's looking her dead in the eye and you can see the expression on the face she's like I recognize that expression that expression is sadness okay right and then she's like oh okay I get it but yeah that the voice she was planned so she brought her phone to make sure she had receipts of text messages Mm -hmm. and then she also said and I think she planned this ahead of time but I do think she believes it which is, I don't want to say it's been rougher on me than it has on anybody else because we all have our <laughs> shit, but it's been a really hard time for me. Because she kept mm. saying before, just the last part, it's been a really hard time for me. And that's yeah. what drove Bethany over the edge. And I think she like wasn't even that upset with Bethany after being called out by her because it was true. Bethany showed that raw emotion of being so upset about Dennis's death and yeah. saying like, you know, I had someone die on me from an overdose. Yeah. And here you are, you know, only focusing on you and never asking me how I am. And yeah. and I think it really did hit her. I think it did. And that's the same thing. It was like she had to see it for her very own eyes. If that had been a text message, she wouldn't have got it and she would have got defensive. I'm sure of it. She had just, like, I think that that meltdown, as painful as it was for Bethany and all the women to watch, they, they were all genuinely, like, moved by it because she was expressing what they were all feeling to some degree. It was just like, you know, come on, can you see how this is not just about you? Like, we all have fucking shit going on and it's hard. And um, 
yeah, I think she had to see that with her own same situation with Dorinda. She had to see it with her own very eyes to actually get it. It was, that was rough that episode. I mean, I fully support Bethany, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah. The Luann, ugh, what the Luann did you of think it all. Of it appearing that Dorinda and Luann like didn't kind of move on because Luann wasn't on the reunion last year. Mm. I I kind of get that. It's like this this um that I get it and I don't get it because they have talked about what's bothering each of them many times, but I think what's missing is like having the reunion is a safe safe-ish place where they have a mediator in Andy, you know, and he can sort of translate <laughs> what each of them are trying to say. Whereas when they've had conversations, it's just either been the between the two of them or with the other ladies around. And it's kind of, they're just kind of um, saying the same thing over and over again and not listening or hearing each other. And so I think I th- what I took from that was to mean that like, it was it's easier to move on when you have a mediator in between that can sort of just be like, all right, this is, this is what Dorinda mean, means and this is what she needs and this is what Lou means and what she needs and then they can decide whether or not they can give each other what they need in order to move on. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. That hug to me sort of looked as genuine as Luann can get. I feel like Dorinda's pretty genuine. I think she's still really fucking angry. Um, but then they played freaking feeling Giovanni and it looks like, you know, it all comes back up again. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if this is salvageable, this this relationship. I know. I think I'm hoping they move on. I really think they can. But I think Dorinda made a comment like, well, maybe it'll be a different kind of friendship. And that's true. They don't mm. have to be as close as they used to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. And I think Dorinda will be um, wary now as well. You know, she's she can see how much um, damage a friendship with Luann can do and how ungrateful um, and one-sided it can be. And that's not something you're about to just jump into headfirst again. You know, you'd be kind of dipping your toe. Um, My favourite Dorinda line of the episode was, you don't have any substance anymore. And she just said it so, so straight. I was just like, yes, that fucking preach. That is the biggest like real call that anyone has ever sort of made to um, Luann. And that's essentially what, what um, Bethany was trying to say in her meltdown. Like, it, it's just that, like, who, are, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, how do you penetrate this woman? It's, yeah, but it was so kind of good. has been all about her and saying the mm-hmm. same thing the last, like, few seasons, right? Before when it was Tom. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, Tom and I are doing this. Tom and I are going to Palm <laughs> Beach. Tom and I, when we get married. Painful. And then it was like, well, Tom and I did it. And then, then it was like, well, you Ooh. know, I just got divorced or I just got divorced. It was so difficult, you know. And then it's like, well, I'm mm. trying to get sober. Oh, cabaret, cabaret, sobriety, cabaret, <laughs> sobriety. It's like she can only talk about one thing at a time. Yeah. So why they're noticing this now I'm not entirely – it's probably because what she's talking about is more annoying to them. Yeah, yeah. They were more interested in hearing about – Yeah. People understand why you talk about getting married or why you talk about your divorce, but talking about a cabaret show where you're not even that good is, like, too much (laughs) for them. 
Well, I guess if someone's talking about a divorce, you can't really... Uh, or, or, like, if it's a wedding, okay, you don't want to dampen their fire. So you can't, like, they would a little bit be like, oh, tum, 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 but they wouldn't go too hard on it. Or if they're talking about a divorce, that person needs your support. So, you, again, you can't go too hard on them. But, but this, this is, like, yeah. fucking, they've had enough. They're like, okay, it's it's a fucking cabaret. Like, we're not, we're not going to put up with it and grin and bear it or, like, you know, give you a shoulder to cry on for a fucking cabaret show. And it's the same situation all over again. It's probably just as annoying when she's talking about Tom and divorces and bullshit, but it's almost like, a, you know, it's unspoken rule that you have to be kind of polite in those situations. Well, the interesting thing, though, was that they all felt the relationship was doomed. And so when she finally acknowledged that it was doomed, it was her going back into reality. And they like yes. Lou when she's being real and when she's being humble. And now she's back into this, like, la-la land of cabaret, and she's not grounded yeah. in reality, and they're more frustrated. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Lou is, and I think why I liked Dorinda saying she doesn't have any substance anymore, why I hit home so hard is that it's very clear Luann has no idea who she is. And she will attach herself to an idea of herself perceived through Tom's eyes, like if Tom loves me, then I am this person. Or if I'm a, I'm the wife of, and I become a countess, then I then I'm this person. And she will like I'm a cabaret star now. She'll manipulate herself or be. She's very malleable to the situation that she is in in that current moment because she's got no sense of identity. And I think that is like very common when somebody come becomes sober as well because all of a sudden they've got this kind of persona, this drunk, fun girl, kind of crazy girl stripped away. And what are you left with? You have to get to know yourself. And she's like, well, she's freaking out. So she's grabbed onto Cabaret for dear fucking life. I mean, it's very, it's very difficult to watch. Yeah, it is. It's tough. I just, I don't know. I can see why they're frustrated. I'm, I think one of the other reasons they're annoyed is because they feel like she's lying the way that she was with Tom. Mm. Like when she's acting like everything's fine. Oh, Tom and I are so happy. Tom and I are doing this. And they're like, Tom keeps like making out with other women, you know? Yeah. And like now she's like, oh, my sobriety, my sobriety. And they're like, you're still drinking or you don't take yeah. it seriously or you're going to start as soon as you're out of the court system. Exactly. It's just an identity to latch on to because she doesn't, have one I mean I like uh, Ramona we didn't hear much from this episode but I uh, she did chime in just to say well no I do think that you are drinking <laughs> like when you're off when yeah. you're off the clock basically just like completely deadpan as if she'd seen it you know like I, I, I appreciate that I appreciate their honesty I appreciate mm. when they called out Dorinda for doing cocaine because oh my god so like, funny that definitely funny. happens <laughs> like funny. you know well, like Sonia does not lie she may yeah. be in her own head about the Morgan papers oh my god speaking of the Morgan <laughs> I guess yes. today a JP or a Morgan um ship like a large uh ship that has different containers and ships large oh, yeah. products and stuff got apprehended for like an insane amount of cocaine. Oh, <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. Um, I'm walking. I mean, it's like the Morgan Company that owns the ship. Oh. I don't know if they have anything to do with the drug thing, or if it's like individual people who are operating the ship, which is oh, maybe oh more likely to be the case. 
you know, that. Yeah, were... they probably like people, random people probably just buy a um, shipping container and fill it with, everything, with whatever they want. That is so fucking Isn't that insane. funny? So people were posting it today on Twitter, be like, you know, saying something about like, don't touch the Morgan papers. <laughs> Did it say how much cash value it was? Um, you or know what? I'm different? at my computer and I can totally find it. Oh my god, that's like some Breaking Bad shit right there. I okay, love 20 that. Towns, Twenty tons of cocaine found on a J.P. Morgan cargo ship in Philadelphia, and this was as of pounds. two days ago. Twenty tons. Twenty fucking pounds. Twenty. Twenty so tons. So street value oh, of my. one point three billion. Oh, so my it's like god. this and is that's... like a massive, massive operation. This wasn't just a couple yeah. people. Okay. I retract. Oh, I'm glad I looked this up. <laughs> it's definitely well, not just a couple of dudes on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they just had a couple extra grams. Like, they hadn't finished from the other night. <laughs> oh, my God. That is fucking what? A billion dollars worth. Fuck me. Yep. That's got me shook. It's a big cargo ship. That is something. <laughs> I wonder if that that's, is like, the biggest shipment ever. Ever. That was that's, caught um, by the U.S. That's, government. That, that's why Dorinda's called it this season. She's run out of a supply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> oh, my God. No, she did sort of, like, chill a bit after that season when she was getting accused of being an alcoholic and a, and a, a cokehead. I mean, she didn't call it a lot, but she called it a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think she called it enough. <laughs> She wasn't enough. You know, enough. She didn't stab yeah. her hand or anything by accident. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That's so these funny. women. I felt like we only really heard though from Bethany, Dorinda, and Luann, and I yeah. really want to hear more from Ramona, Tinsley, and Sonia. Yeah, I do. yeah, for and sure. Barb I mean, all of these women in class. Oh, Barbara. So what's going to happen with her? Do you think she'll come in next episode and pop her little head in? I do. Yeah. But I don't think we will ever see her again. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. But I do like her. Like, it's rare for a housewife that I think is going to leave, and I think it's a good decision for her to leave and me to, like, be sad. Yeah. It's a strange, like, a strange little phenomenon and I, a lot of people feel that way what what I feel is that I think I like her as a person and that's not who I need on my housewives yeah I don't yeah she does she doesn't blend too well um speaking of blending what about next episode where Bethany comes up and is literally like blending and dabbing her um fake tan off her chest with a tissue oh my god it's <laughs> oh god I died for her. I'm like, don't do this to this poor woman on national television. But they put the other, yeah. Bethany looked great, though. They they all look beautiful. They love their dresses. Bethany is, like, she reminds me of me that I can, I look at myself some days. I'm like, you hideous monster. And then other days I slap a little bit of makeup on, you know, something's gone right with my hair. I'm like, I am the most beautiful woman in the entire world. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm constantly flawed by Bethany's uh, uh, way that she can look so unattractive and then just get it together and look like a fucking superstar like she did 
tonight or in in the in the reunion in that outfit like gorgeous it's wild yeah she really she pulls it together and she that's can, the yeah. unfortunate part of those of us that have lighter skin is that it just ages poorly yeah it does it and like well. yeah you know if you get sick like you can tell in your skin <laughs> Yeah, instantly. Like, your eyes are sunken. Like, my, I have had dark circles since I was about 10 years old. I've, like, looked chronically fatigued my entire life. And I'm just like, no, this is just my face. Right? <laughs> it's just part of being white. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> it's so, so hot. Oh, my but, God, we're such cunts. <laughs> but it's, it is, like, we don't age as well. And I think no, you can no. really see this if you look with the women on Atlanta and the women on Potomac, women of color. They age yeah. so gracefully and look so beautiful. I mean, Giselle on Potomac is one of the oh most my stunning human beings I've ever seen. And I saw her I have her no idea. Close. She could be she could be 25 or 55. I have no idea. She but could like, be 65. Cynthia, like, she looks so like, good. Like, what the hell? Cynthia it's, Bailey it's, is a it's goddess. It's amazing. A she will never women. she's like benjamin buttoning she will never die she'll she's just like beautiful. go backwards back into an embryo and I, be reborn i don't remember what her daughter looks like but i want to see her because she goes to howard university and i live right near howard university okay i will tell you this i started following her daughter what's her name i cannot Lost remember her. yeah it doesn't matter i started following her on um on Instagram and I had to delete her like a week later because she's too beautiful, too intelligent. And it just like killed my ego. And she's like 16. I was like, no, this is not, I'm (laughs) 140. And I was like, and I have like, haven't got a scratch on her amount of success or beauty or talent. So I was just like, no, this isn't going to work for me. (laughs) Do you watch Potomac? Look, I watched the first, what is it? What season are we in now? Four? I watched Four. the first th- three seasons. And um, because I I really love, I'll watch anything. But I'm struggling to get into this th- uh, fourth season. I've probably only watched the first three episodes or so. What? It's so good. Is it? It I is. No, no I just, going, I don't know. I've lost my vibe. All right, all right, all right. I'll going. Break. There is a scene this week where... They're all at a dinner and Candace gets up and like her and Ashley get into like an altercation where she ends up throwing a butter knife. Okay. Her husband <laughs> then like has Candace to does or like, Ashley does. Candace does. Okay. And you know all the stuff going on with Ashley's husband. Yes. Yes. And next week is gonna pieces. be this episode where it comes where he gets arrested or whatever happens with the grabbing the camera. Oh. Okay. Because, you know, he apparently, they dropped the charges, but he They squeezed the cameraman's butt or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, think it's fascinating. <laughs> I, I, Cause it's I like find. When the cameraman, the camera people are not supposed to be part of the story. Like when yeah. they ripped the shirt in Nini's closet of that cameraman, he still oh. wasn't really part of the story. This time it's going to have to be. She broke his tooth. Yeah. We found that out later. Cool. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I sort of, that story, I, I do find that interesting, like breaking the fourth wall. 
But at the same token, like how many women get their butt squeezed on the daily and like if we reported it, it wouldn't go anywhere. Like it just annoys me that of course we're paying attention because it's between two men. Well, I think Bravo actually would pay attention or whatever company. Bra- I don't you know, know what if Bravo might. Bravo or Evolution might, yeah. Media or whatever, Haymaker. They have their different media companies. Oh, okay. I, I think that, um, yeah. And, and I think, yeah. I think actually yeah, you know they may what, be less likely. Bravo I think they may be less likely to listen to a man because they're like, oh please, like you didn't actually feel like you were in danger, right? Yeah, you he know, must have like done that's a something line. more than that. You know, like he must have really been quite a, aggressive with it. I reckon. Or maybe he mentioned it offhand, and then yeah. his supervisor was like, okay, this is an actual like serious situation. Yeah, I have no but idea, but the, it became like a criminal thing. Yeah, that's which is the, wild. Like, not like an HR situation. That's what makes me think it must have been, there must have been something else. Like, there might, that maybe that was the one thing they latched onto, but there must have been other kinds of um, uh, sexual harassment before, like, leading up to that. Like, uh, something else went on in order to make that kind of a, a criminal charge. Yeah, I... I'm telling you, aren't you interested now? Don't you want to see? Look, I, look, I, I am. The thing I don't, I really don't like about um, the evolving housewives is when they bring these young people on, like these women in their 30s, it's, and I find there's too many young women in Potomac. I love Giselle and I love um, Karen Huger. But because mm-hmm. they're like they are older and they have more like life experience and they have a, like a lot more depth to me. I really yeah. I'm not feeling Ashley. I'm not feeling Candace. There's the, um, Monique, like all these really young girls. I, I just can't like it's not the same for me. It's not Housewives. That's, it's more that's like Vanderpump. That's fair. But what about what do you feel about Dallas? Dallas, I fucking love. Right. Dallas, and they're young. Brandy and Stephanie are like probably Brandy not even and Steph- 40 yeah. yet. No, yeah, Brandy and Stephanie are young. Um and they're my least favorite. Like I enjoy watching really? them, but I I prefer like the older the older gals, the Leanne's of the world. Um yeah, the Karen Hugers. I mean, the Ramona heading towards 70. <laughs> she's I mean, not she's near 63 70. if right. a day. And you know that she slept with Jax Taylor. She did, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Like, confirmed? Basically, yes. <gasps> I can so believe that. Like, from both of them. I figured this out. But, like, so there was, like, a picture of the two of them. I'm picturing you, like, draw, this is like well um, a beautiful mind, like, drawing on a window, like, figuring <laughs> out the connection. <laughs> but like I'm like I need to find this out so, <laughs> yeah exactly um Kristen was asked on a podcast that I listened to and either that or on watch what happens live I can't remember okay and she basically <gasps> said yeah I mean I wasn't in the room but like it happened like, oh I can tell you what my happened. that would be he the told everyone after sex. he told all of them of course he would. It was it was before I mean, Brittany. It was before it was like he was single and he went out to New York and I don't know if they may have been on Watch What Happens Live together, something like that, or at a Bravo event together. And I think they literally just had sex, and that's it. I just I just love that 
That's my favorite bit of Bravo news. Oh, I'm ever. I'm nearly positive that this happened. Oh, and I, you can no, see it I too, 100% right? 100% believe it. It makes perfect sense to me. I almost think they should be in a relationship. Like that is a good dynamic. That's an even dynamic. <laughs> you know another like, even dynamic is Carl from Summer House and Sheena. Okay, so I don't watch Summer House. So talk to me about Carl. Um he's was he's kind of like a fuck boy, I guess. He's just okay. like for the first couple seasons, he was like with one of the workers twins, so a twin, and he would make it seem like he really kind of wanted to be with her, but Ben was still kind of, you know, when they were back in the city, he wasn't as into her as when like on the weekends when they were in the Hamptons. And right. he just never seemed to like fully it was almost like he was stringing her on. And, but she also should have seen the writing on the wall and her twin sister kept to me like, come on, you know? And he, then this season, there was a younger, really attractive girl that he was into, but she was like, no, if you like me, you need to call me during the week. You need to take me on dates. Like I want to be treated like a queen. And he Uh, just Show us that you like him. He couldn't do it. And so then like he (laughs) accused her of being a tease or leading him on. Right? Oh, my God. So he's so obnoxious. Also, on a podcast, one of the other, like, housemates said that he snorts Adderall. (laughs) Of course he does. Of course. It's, like, so obvious. But she said, like, that's why on this one, like, scene you saw me, like, go to bed. Because, like, I literally was, like, the only one not taking drugs. I couldn't stay awake. (laughs) You know? And and he would have these. That's Palm. Right. I mean, come on. It's every single Jersey Shore member. It's every single um, Vanderpump, and I'm sure Summer House. I mean, the, I'm like, sure they think I, the it's filming like, schedule alone is I mean, insane. And I th- I'm sure they think it's safer because it's not cocaine. Yes. Totally. Um, I mean, Stassi had an issue with it. It's the way around. I mean, I used to, I used to snort painkillers, and that's how I would justify it to myself. I'm like, it's prescription, even though I'm taking like ten times the dose, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't prescribed to be delivered up my nose. (laughs) But you just like (laughs) make, you make these freaking excuses to try and make yourself feel better because you're an addict. Like they're not healthy because they're snorting Adderall. Right. (laughs) Completely ridiculous. And he seems to, like, he also is really sensitive. Like, he can't handle any criticism. So, like, online, if people, like, joke about his pants being too tight, he, like, replies to the comments, like, Jack And, um, (laughs) but Sheena and him together, like, seem like they work. They hooked Mm. up before. Their moms confirmed it. (laughs) They were on Watch What Happens Live together, and then their moms were in the audience. And then Andy See, that was surprises like, me because Sheena is so, so, so needy. And it sound, if he's a fuckboy, it sounds like that might put him off. But, but she, I think, is kind of like not, wasn't as into him. Oh. It's only when she's into people that she's like that. But totally. she has way, like he also wants to be famous, I think. And mm. she has like so many more followers than he does right. and so many more connections and it's just such so a bigger star. So he's thirsty for the Sheena love. I think so. You know, we'll I like this for her. I I want her to be in control in a, in a romantic situation. That would know, be great. But she's still probably with that Adam guy, like taking his oh, leftovers. Yeah. Oh, they just like that just turned my stomach remembering those two and like, 
her celebration of him eating her pussy, like the one time he decided to try it out. Like that was the saddest thing I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> it was, yeah. And then buying like, or um, donating enough money to get a penguin, like adopt a penguin. Oh, I was like, I guess it's cute that he likes penguins, but you know it would be cuter if he could have an adult conversation about a relationship. That would be sexier. That would be Mm -hmm, sexier, mm -hmm. right? Oh, my God. So true. I'm like, oh, he likes penguins. Great. So does my five-year-old cousin. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think that's what churns my stomach about Adam is that he he just seems like a child to me. He's just one of these Peter Pan boys. And that's mm-hmm. not to say I'm not a Peter Pan gal. I probably am because, you know, they say whatever age you start, like, abusing shit or, like, you start your addiction, basically, is when you stop development. So I'm probably about a 16-year-old girl. But honestly, like, that is just so unattractive to watch these grown-ass men. And Jax is the same. And they're just children but Jax is a married man now look I don't know what to do with that <laughs> I really don't like, <laughs> I've like avoided talking about it the last couple of weeks because I honestly don't know wh- how to feel I mean it just makes me really uneasy and worried for everyone involved and the unborn children that I'm sure are about to arrive on our doorstep I just worry. I worry for everyone involved. I do. His mom didn't even go to the wedding. So sad. Like, and I know, like, I don't, I don't know his mom at all or anything about it. What I know is Jax, and I know that this is all his fault. And it is. She was probably fucking devastated. And I just think it is just so cruel and ugly. And I just it, I just hate the whole situation. This makes my stomach churn. I don't know if it's all his fault, though, because his sister is in the same situation. And she does not seem like Jax at all. I know. I mean, look, I mean, I know. I know. But maybe, I mean, cancer, they knew that his dad had cancer. They knew enough, that, that much, at least. Like, have they not, did they not pop over once to see him? Like, cancer's no, they, serious. We all know that. I think they them. did see him. I think when it got really serious, they didn't, she didn't call. And she yeah. hit, he said that she, like, took his phone and respond as if it was him when it wasn't him. Oh, I didn't, I hadn't heard that. That's, At the reunion, that he said, like, and Brittany was saying, yeah, would take his phone and say, like, oh, I'm taking a nap. I'll talk to you later. Uh, she responded as if she was the dad. Yes. Oh, I miss that. Like that's pretty and wild. Even if it was the dad's wish, like I don't want my children to see me suffer. The yeah. lack of communication felt like yeah, probably they were an they weren't allowed to make their own decision, and they couldn't say goodbye. And he was on his way. This happened right around Christmas. He was spending Christmas with Brittany's family, and he was they were going to visit his dad a couple days later. He could have mm-hmm. switched the trip to come earlier. Right, okay. And was not so given complex. the information. I, I I, believe that the mom did what she thought she was supposed to do, and I truly believe yeah. that Jax and his sister are beyond in pain about it. And I also yeah. believe that none of them have had a mediated conversation about what happened, why it happened, and trying to move forward. 
You're such a reasonable person. <laughs> I'm just like, Jax did it. And well, Jax is fine. I mean, I was in a similar situation where my mom was, you know, dying and my dad was not processing it. And it, like, he called. Right. And then finally I was like, Dad, can you just put me on the phone with the nurse? Like, mm. you know, do I need to switch my ticket, like, to now? Like, I don't understand. And yeah. He's like, well, I don't know. They innovated her. I was like, what, what are you talking about? And then the nurse was like, listen, I think you should get here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And then my dad still was like, well, I don't want to, don't call your brother. I don't want to bother. He's at work right now. It's like, dad, I'm at work. Like, what what yeah. the hell is happening? You know? And so it's, I think, very difficult for someone, you know. They're almost in shock. Like they're too close to the situation. Yeah. My dad was yeah. still like not processing it. But then it also, Jax had mentioned, I don't know why I remember all of this, but Jax mentioned that before his dad got sick, his mom was planning to divorce. Oh. Which adds yikes. another layer of like deception. Deception. Exactly. And she stayed That's with rough. him because he was sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just awful. It's very complicated. That, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And well, without like intense to... like family therapy to talk through like all of the things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't begin to rebuild trust. And Jax isn't willing to do that work. I think he's kind of closed off and he's like, Brittany is my family now and her mom yeah. is my mom. And maybe that's what they need to do right now. Like, I mean, I feel so bad for Jax's mom, but because I'm sure she also she, hasn't she's alone out. and she's, you know what I mean? Like she, yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah. as a parent, she also should step in and be like, listen, can we just talk? And it sounds like totally. she hasn't even done that. So. I feel like just none of them are ready. And I feel like, you know, maybe it's maybe they do need a little bit of space of before space. they start having that mediated conversation. But, she's but it's never hard because get this that stuff back. can just And he's fester. never going to get it back that his mom wasn't at his wedding. That's what I'm like, oh, that should, like, up the timeline for when you have the conversation. But that's just me. <laughs> Well, I'd be fuck. like, we're all going to family therapy. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone honestly, would hate I would be the same. <laughs> I would be the same. I hate unresolved shit. It's and just which means that I talk way too much, and I usually like, I usually talk too much that I like end up like pushing people away and scaring them by forcing feelings out of them. So I don't know. Maybe they're like, maybe they're doing the sensible thing. I don't know. I'm not like good at life myself. There's no such thing as being good at life. I'm. I'm not. I'm not doing great. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're doing fantastic. I really. I'm doing my best. We all are, right? Oh, thank you. Even (laughs) Luann. You gotta let me know if you ever come to the U.S. Now is not the best time given our immigration situation, but (laughs) pretty sure people from Australia are okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting till time where Trump isn't president, but seeing as it looks like it's going to be several more years, um, yeah, we, I I might have to pop on over before before his presidency ends. Unfortunately, yeah, it's it's a. It's rough stuff. It's rough stuff. People are like, I was at a book club 
couple days ago. I finally joined a book club. It's like in my building. Good so on like you. I didn't even read the book. I just wanted to talk and give my opinions anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> just watch the movie. <laughs> um, and like we, it was Michelle Obama's book, so I felt like super guilty not finishing it. Oh, get but the audio. That's what everyone <laughs> says, but I already paid for the like other book. Anyways. Oh, the yeah, fair enough. So, and I had met her once. So I was like, oh, like I can tell. Oh my God. Yeah, it was the most, you want to hear the, this is one of the most embarrassing things. Oh, hello. Sorry. He's like, praise be, Michelle. Michelle president. So we can end on this. So by far, this is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened. (laughs) I was, due to connections in D.C. that I have, because I live here, um, able to attend the White House Hanukkah party in 2002. Oh, my God. Michelle um, and, and the president, um, Obama, I always am like, Barack. <laughs> they had a and receiving Barack. line. What is he, now, like, your best friend? So one of my really good – oh, no. Like, but, like, one of my good friends worked at the White House, and I was able to go, and I wasn't able to bring anyone. And it was not, like, that – like – it wasn't like so crowded, right? So my whole thing was, okay, can I eat? Can I drink? Like I don't want to have too many things in my hands. And I ended up having, I ended up choosing to drink and not to eat. Girl, that is so fucking insane that you went to a party with the Obamas and your well, BFF Barack. <laughs> I mean, I it can't was, actually. The crazier part was that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there, and I spent like happening? the entire time trying to find her, and she's so short that it was like really hard. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I have had too many cocktails and I meet the president and I say my own embarrassing thing, which I won't go into. And then oh I my meet God. Michelle. And so the whole thing is like, I'm in line to receive her or she's in line to receive me or whatever it is. And then the secret service are like, Oh, only time for one more photo because the girls were going to bed and, okay. um, someone stepped in front of me. And gave uh, me the camera and was like, can you take a picture of me and the first lady? Basically stealing my <gasps> spot. So I was no. like, okay. And I like did it. And then she grabbed my hand after and was like, that was very kind of you. Here, let's get a photo. So oh. she's like so lovely, right? And I was so like nervous and like a little intoxicated. And I work in public health. And I wanted to like have some sort of connection with her on that because she's doing so much did so much wonderful work on that and I was sure. like thank you so much for like all the work you're doing with the fat kids <gasps> that's what I said the fat kids I'm not kidding no. so embarrassing and I immediately no. was like oh my god I mean childhood obesity I mean the, let's move <gasps> let's move the, like you know and she oh no I feel like I'm gonna pass out oh my hub. god she had taken a sip of water and she spit it out. She was laughing oh, so hard. And I have this photo of me and her where she's literally like trying to control her laughter. And I kept on Oh, thank God she laughed. I mean, not oh, just laughter, like a full on like falling over. Right? And I am so embarrassed. And she was, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I, I drink too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she literally goes like she's like don't worry about it you made my night 
Oh my I God, think I'm, no one just sticks to her, frankly. I feel lightheaded. It was so embarrassing. And afterwards, I didn't tell anyone for like two days what had happened. I just like was trying to process I'm... it myself. It's it's literally, it's like, it was so embarrassing. I'm crying. It's so bad. Thank you Isn't for it? all the work you with the funny, funny, funny. I was like, thanks for all the work you do with like the fat kids. Like that's how I said it. So genuine. I just... This is so bad. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And that is beautiful. My friend was like that. I like had gotten me in to be able to go to this party. Was like, I cannot believe you. And I was like, you don't think she like remembers it? She goes, I bet you. This is one interaction she will never forget. Oh my god! So I went to book club because I was like, well, I can share that story. I also waited till like an hour in and everyone's like, you didn't lead with that? <laughs> well, you didn't finish the book. It's I know, I felt like the I final could chapter. Talk. Yeah. She's like, that's one time I met this crazy broad. But we were talking, <laughs> the reason it, I was thinking about it is because we kept talking about like what happens if Trump wins four more years. And one person literally yes. stopped me and was like, I, to function, cannot think about that. So we yeah. are not going to have that conversation here. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Do you want to hear about yeah. the time? Embarrass <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the shit out of myself. Yeah. Oh my god! And on that, Mandy, I mean, <laughs> like I, that was just the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. And I thank you. We 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 need to end this now because there's nothing I can do that could possibly <clears throat> trump that, so to speak. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> You are too funny. This has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much Um, for having me. And I apologize for any insensitive comments I made throughout. I was just thinking and speaking freely. We're just just having a laugh. Um, So I'm coming on your show in a couple of weeks, is it? Yes, in two weeks. Awesome. So excited. So we can, um, my listeners can head over to your well give us your details yes so i am um the host of is this real life podcast and you can follow it on instagram or twitter at itrl underscore podcast and my personal is at mandy slutsker um or mandy yeah just at mandy slutsker s-l-u-t-s-k-e-r so it's slutsker basically which i love so much (laughs) Just call me Mandy every, Slut. No big deal. Every time I see your name pop up, I'm like, oh, you little slutsker. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> it's a great name. Like, it's funny, it's, you know. It's so good. It's Is that is that your name or your husband's name? No, it's my it's my name. Uh, my dad uh, is from Russia, and we're Jewish. And there's a town called Slutsk in what's currently uh, Belarus. And so, like, back in the early 1800s I think all Jews were had to take the name of the town that they were from right and so that's how our family got that name so there you go any Jews listening yeah (laughs) get in touch (laughs) you have a little family of sluts (laughs) I know but my my sister-in-law took the name and my my mom was like just so you know like don't feel obligated (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Your poor mom. She's like, I wish I did it. I could go back. And I wish I did it. Yeah, oh it my so God, funny. that's so funny. 
Oh my god, I love it. I've had so much fun talking yes. to you. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you in two more weeks. Yeah, I'll chat to you then. Take care. Bye.